0: hello and welcome to the kosh podcast i am your host timber smith and once again we got a great show this week i'm super excited to be here and um let me tell you something i'm super excited about my guest this week because we go back way way back in the day and um this person is is out here doing some pretty amazing things in oshkosh and Um, I'm super excited to share what's happening and the things that are going on. Um, So, you know what, without further ado, um, let me introduce my guest, uh, Dr. Brianna Kloss.
1: Klotz. Klotz. Yep. Ah,
0: see, look at that, I'm already messing it up. It's okay.
1: It's my married name, so I... This is true. You know, I didn't... I guess I did choose it but you know. You know. <laughs>
0: yes, you kind of did. All right.
1: And uh
0: I can't call her Brianna because I know her as Brie. so I'm just going to refer to her as Brie throughout this episode. Is that good with you?
1: Bree is just fine.
0: All right. So uh Bree, uh can you please tell us a little something about yourself and uh what is your connection to the Kosh?
1: Well, I have been in Oshkosh since, let's see, that would have been 1992. That was a long time ago. Um, went to Webster and North, so that's the side of town I'm from, and mm-hmm. Oshkosh is home. Um, even though it feels like it's turning into a, a bigger city, it's still surprising at how, you know, connected and things you really feel like are.
0: you feel the cash is turning into a uh, does it feel like it's growing maybe on that physically, level physically maybe physically just, when you
1: see buildings going up and things spreading out it just looks like there's growth and you feel like it's a bigger city and then you end up you run into someone who knows someone and you're like oh yeah it's still got that small town feel <laughs>
0: oh yeah Oh, yeah. I, I think it very much has that small-town feel because uh, I don't think you can go to the pick-and-save uh, festival or uh, the Piggly Wiggly without running into somebody you know. So right. <laughs> there's something to that. But I will agree with you, um, the growth, particularly, like, residential. Um, some some of the, the buildings going up, um, my observation, uh, Northside, uh, Residential stuff that's getting built, um, you know, more more um, residential reco- uh, apartments, things like that. I do feel like we must be growing because they keep building more places for people to live.
1: Yeah, and we'll just have to wait until the what now twenty thirty census to find out if we're right.
0: Yeah, this is true. Oh
1: wait, <laughs> was there one in twenty twenty? I'm not sure. No, there or was, that
0: was canceled? <laughs> no I. Think there was a census. I don't know about the data, but, uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to get released regardless. And uh, it's going to be what it'd be for the next decade. So, yeah. All right. You ready to jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay. Uh, first segment. What in the world is going on with? That's what it's called. Uh, so you just start with that phrase and finish it with something that's on your mind.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, let's stay away from COVID and politics. (laughs) So let's, uh, Wisconsin weather. (laughs) Is it or is it not spring? I don't know.
0: I feel you on that.
1: It did. Easter was really nice. It was. And then it got really cold and I think it snowed one day. (laughs)
0: That, yeah. I, I woke up to that little uh, sprinkling of snow and I was just like, serious. All I know is this. I just don't want to happen what happened about two years ago when we got like, what was that? Like eight to 10 inches in mm-hmm. April.
1: And was like when we had the the ice storm and all the robins were dying and we're all rushing to put this bird food outside. that The robins didn't like anyway because then they found out they only wanted worms and insects and not the suet balls that I got.
0: Okay. You're on some different. Yeah. No, I,
1: that might've been three years ago. Uh, I don't know.
0: Maybe I, all I can tell you is, is, uh, I just remember that it was super wet and heavy and the snow blower was already put away. And I was just like, good God. And nobody could like get, there was a bunch of people that had to call in to work because that snow was just
1: Yeah, that. We're, not, we're never safe. I think until June 1st, we're not safe. Ooh,
0: I always <laughs> grew up. My parents, uh shout out to mom and dad. Uh my parents always told me Mother's Day. You know, you got to wait till Mother's Day before the snow, you're safe from snow. When I
1: think with like planting stuff outside too that's kind of the safe date for things to you hope that they're not going to freeze. Yeah. And I've planted some things already so I'm hoping I didn't jinx myself. Oh, oh, what we plant? What what did we plant? Oh, what did I plant? Um well, some of these things were completely new to me because I was planting perennials and I wanted to find things that would survive in uh, shady areas up close to the house. And I tried to find things that would attract hummingbirds. So I went with Bethlehem sage, something else that flowers that attracts hummingbirds and I can't remember what it's called. And I got a couple of uh, bleeding heart bushes, which I saw one outside next to your driveway. So yes. i got a couple of those. Um and some other flowering ones that are not in the ground yet. but, And then a kind of Japanese grass that does well in the shade, but that's not what it's called. But it's kind of like a dusty dusty green color. It's really pretty.
0: Uh, yeah, let me tell you about the Bleeding Hearts. Like, uh, we have one. Uh, I actually like it quite a bit, but not as much as the little kids down the block. So I always catch the little kids in my driveway picking all the little hearts off of the plant and then they collect them and like, it's a thing. And I'm always trying to talk uh, the wife into not yelling at the little kids, leave them little kids alone.
1: Well, you know, they're attracted (laughs) to beautiful things, so that's good. (laughs) And those plants are pretty sturdy, so I think they can handle it. And the plants are right at their level. Yeah, it really
0: is. It really is. Actually, my thing is, is I just don't want revenge from little kids because, they, you know, they remember you and then they're middle school kids, and the next thing you know, you got middle school problems. is so.
1: Mr. Smith, and he yelled at us. That's right. No,
0: <laughs> Mr. Smith did not. You can blame Mrs. Smith, not Mr. Smith. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fantastic. All right, uh, here's the funny thing. My what in the world – is going on with I was actually going to talk about was similar uh is the grass. Like I am frustrated with the grass right now because I felt like the grass this year grew like crazy. Right? And um and I don't even know why I'm complaining because I don't cut the grass. The uh <laughs> the wife cuts the grass. Don't judge me. Don't I never ju- would. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> and um it You know, all of a sudden, like, that grass went crazy when we were getting all that snow. Mm -hmm. And um, it just got super long. And it was like, you try to put off cutting grass as long as you possibly can. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, once you cut it, then you're cutting it. And you're cutting it for good. But it got so long that I felt like we had to jump in the game extra early this year.
1: And was it last year I saw it advertised, not advertised, but um, made known online, what Appleton was doing with holding off on cutting their grass until a certain time because it was good for the bees. Yes. You know, pollinators and stuff like that. So I saw that too. Let it go. And, you know, whether or not you're environmentally conscious, it's a good reason to (laughs) to just wait a little while. (laughs) Yes, I saw
0: that last year too. And I think uh, you weren't supposed to cut the grass early and you also were not supposed to do, like, weed and feed for the dandelions Mm -hmm. Uh, so because the the bees feed off of it. it. It was something along that lines.
1: So a random little side note is that I have two Russian tortoises. They're not that big. They are, I don't know what that would be, maybe eight inches across. What's a Russian tortoise? Well, a tortoise, you know, they're like a turtle, but they live on land. Oh. Because turtles live in water. Tortoises are land animals. No,
0: I didn't know that.
1: So that <laughs> they look like they're so cute. Um, I like them because they're vegetarian, so they're never, it's never hard to feed them. <laughs> ah, got it. You know, like some reptiles, you have to feed them living things. Well, plants are living things, but you know what I mean. Um, anywho, the tortoises absolutely love dandelions. So we don't treat them with, you know, don't treat the dandelions with chemicals or anything. We go outside and pick them, and the tortoises are fed for free, and they're happy. Okay. What's the names of the tur- tortoises? Well, I have one male and one female, and um, I thought that they would be friends, but they hate each other, so they each have their own tank now. Um, the male is Mortimer, so he's Morty. Okay. And um, I had to stick with the M names, so when I got the female, she is Matilda. Matilda and Mortimer. Yep.
0: And they don't like each other.
1: No. No. They don't.
0: So they had. They were beefing with each other. They were.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I actually the the male. Um. I got him when I was 24, and their lifespan is 75 years. Whoa. Yeah. And then um, someone was moving a couple years ago and couldn't keep this, you know, six inch tortoise. She couldn't possibly hide it in her apartment, so she couldn't keep this pet that she committed to. I'm like, that's got to be the easiest pet to hide because. Half the year they like it dark anyway, so <laughs> whatever, I'll take it. And I'm like, oh, Mortimer's going to be so happy to see someone from his species that he hasn't seen in, you know, how many years? Since, like, what, 2005? And, nope, I introduced them, and he hissed and she hissed, and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Mortimer might have been a grumpy old man, by then. he might have been like, no, nah, I don't want them problems. Yeah, he got used to... You know, his own apartment. <laughs> he didn't want her moving in. <laughs> didn't want to share his food. Not didn't even, want to share his dandelions. None,
0: none of that, huh? But that is hilarious. Okay, so now
1: it's like we got, you know, an aquarium tank on the bottom and one on the top. So we always make jokes about, you know, the crabby lady downstairs and the old man upstairs or what, <laughs> like their neighbors. <laughs> That's kind of fantastic. All right.
0: So, we're gonna jump into the next segment, which is a uh, word association. Um, first word, you ready?
1: So you're gonna say the word, and I'm just gonna say like my favorite thing. Or no, it no, no, into my head. no, yeah, whatever comes to mind.
0: Okay, you just let it go. Okay, uh, food. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is that your favorite holiday?
1: It's up there. Well, I think any holiday that involves family and a lot of good food is my favorite.
0: It's my favorite. (laughs) Uh, And I'll tell you why. It's the one holiday where it's like legally is legal to be a glutton and lazy,
1: Mm. (laughs) you know, because
0: theoretically you're supposed to go eat until you can't until you pass out and then you take a nap. And like, no one's mad that you did it because it's Thanksgiving and that's literally what Thanksgiving is about. It's expected. That's true. Yep. So I, I dig Thanksgiving is by far, and it's a lot less stressful unless you're the person in charge of making the turkey.
1: See, I enjoy hosting for my family because then when I'm fat and tired and ready to be at home, I'm already there. I don't have to worry about leaving and. Going home. (laughs) Does your family come in their jammies? Do they Um, come ready to... I would say dressed comfortably.
0: So there's elastic pants. uh... Probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not formal, that's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm all about... Thanksgiving is about a good warm-up suit. Mm -hmm. Something that's super comfy.
1: Yes. Maybe a jersey if your football team's playing. Oh, yeah.
0: You know what I never thought? Well, I'm not a big football person, but I could see that. That makes sense.
1: I remember... well. I believe it, w- I'm, and I'm not the biggest uh, football or sports buff, but I, it used to be that the Packers and the Lions would always play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, until that changed, however long ago. But
0: yeah, that that was a tradition. Um, I'm not quite why that changed, but yeah, I I remember that also. That you go
1: back to that because that was always nice to count on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that a bias? Is that a, It's a I'm,
1: personal preference.
0: Personal preference. I'm not sure if other uh, teams would quite feel the same way. I'm not even sure the Detroit Lions feel that
1: way. We don't care about the Detroit Lions. We just want to watch the Packers beat the Detroit Lions while we're eating good food. Blah.
0: I feel you on Blah. that. Blah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All
0: right. Next word. Uh, cocktail or beer? Um, Beer. Beer? Do we got a favorite? What do we like? Um,
1: well, okay, so I want to say maybe about a year ago, I experienced a sour ale for the first time, and I thought that was just a delicious one. I want to say it was, I don't remember the name of the beer, but it was brewed by Mobcraft in Milwaukee. Mm. And that kind of opened my eyes to um, some of the more, you know craftier beers and the art that goes into it and oh yeah and that kind of thing i mean i, I don't like overindulge or anything okay. for sure but um it now when if we're out somewhere looking at something or want to pick something new up then you know now i'm kind of looking for what's new out there for a sour ale or you wow. know, trying something new.
0: So when you're walking down the aisle and are you the mm-hmm. person you see something new, you're like, Oh, let me, let me give that a shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I have I've had a sour ale now. I am not a beer drinker. Those who know me, I'm, I am all about a uh, great goose and seltzer. <laughs> uh, but you know, I definitely indulge in a beer here and there. And, uh, I like the sour. Like I didn't think I would, like, I thought it would be funky. Uh, but, it actually, it's it's got a nice. I don't know. I don't want to say a flavor, but I mean it is.
1: Well, a lot of them, um, that and not like I've tried so many, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they seem to be, can you know, fruitier with their elements, right? And they do it in a way that it turns out to be like not too sweet, you know, where other like fruity drinks or some of the ciders or yeah. other things that are out there. It's like too sweet to have more than one. Yes. And uh, these are not, you know, and I, I like the, the tartness of it. And uh, I like sour things, you know, I grew up with uh warheads and Bruh. <laughs> <all> <laughs> those cool candies.
0: <laughs> I could not do those. Uh, those cause dimples and puckers. Those, uh, <laughs> like, I can't get down with that sour stuff. I'm not going to say I didn't eat it. Uh, my daughter loved that stuff. But, uh like, uh, my I could only go as far as Sour Patch Kid, and I'm not going to lie, the first uh, minute until all the sour went away uh, was tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's usually a dare or, you know, rising to the challenge. Or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Next word, Netflix.
1: Oh, um, Stranger Things. Oh.
0: I miss it.
1: So we were hoping that season four was coming out in April because that's what my daughter told me. And I don't keep up that much with pop culture stuff. So I just go by what she says because she's 13 and knows everything.
0: Oh, (laughs) never. Never at 13 do you not know everything. So when it
1: it didn't come out, when we thought it was going to, we decided to just start rewatching the old season, you know, to kind of queue up for when season four eventually does come out.
0: I, that's by far my favorite thing on Netflix, uh, stranger things. Um, and that's a good idea to rewatch it, but I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of hostile at this point because I feel like it's been so long.
1: Yeah. Like
0: can they, and I could have swore their whole thing, um, pre COVID. I think they were supposed to come out around Christmas is what I had heard. Like in the holiday area, um, was when season four was going to come out and um, didn't happen, of course. And now I'm at the point that it kind of makes me think, how old are these children going to be?
1: Well, yeah, even when they weren't, um, you know, skipping months and recording, you could see how much they aged from one season to the next. Right. So, so I don't I, know. I think it's a very well-written series and I still look forward to it. It'll still be good. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Stranger Things. And, and, and hey, if anybody uh, out there in Netflix land is happening to listen to the kosh, uh, can we please kind of make that happen uh, sometime in 2021? Uh, we got people waiting, you know.
1: Some things that I read, you know, because once my daughter let me down with her false information, <laughs> I did have to try and research a little bit. And some people are predicting, well, if see, you know, This season was released in July of such and such, you know, and then this season was released in October. So they're like, so it's got to be a July or an October, which maybe they're onto something. So I'll just hope for July instead of October.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay. Fitted sheets.
1: The personal talent. Personal talent. (laughs) Well, folding them specifically. Yes. Not anything else with fitted sheets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, we'll leave it yes at <laughs> what i will say is uh finish sheets uh brie and i uh we go back to a time when there used to be a store out at the outlet mall called field crest cannon a long long time ago long, long time ago and uh if anyone doesn't remember it it was towels and sheets beddings linens all those good things very high end very high end because you know what i didn't know anything about a thread count prior to ever (laughs) (laughs) uh working in there but i learned a lot and let me tell you something you learned real quick that there is a huge if you ever used to buy your the cheap sheets from like a walmart target or something like that and then you moved up to something that was like 310 count Egyptian cotton and then you move back down. It feels like you're sleeping on sandpaper.
1: Right. You get rug burn.
0: Ruh, it ain't right. A risk. It, it is. It's a risk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, uh, yes, those. Uh, so there is an art to folding a fitted sheet.
1: There is. And I have mastered that. Under uh, your expert knowledge and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that.
1: <laughs> Folding sheets. It was probably a competency we had to get checked off on to even work there. <laughs> hey, look,
0: it, it was it was something you can't really work in a towels and sheet store if you can't fold a good towel and fold a good sheet. But you know what fold, fitted sheets were? That was master's level. Right. Right. A flat sheet.
1: Flat sheet. Anyone you, can do that.
0: Anyone can do a flat sheet, but a, a fitted sheet, properly cornered. That was on some different.
1: And to fit back in the package after a customer took it out, opened it up.
0: <laughs> yes, which happened often. And and please, uh, y'all out there, why? Why do y'all got to do that? Can't you just open the package and just rub your hands and kind of feel the, the, the soft, cottony texture and let it go and not pull it all the way out to, to see what you're looking at.
1: Is this really a queen size? I have to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. Community.
1: Togetherness. Okay. Um, you know, I think that community um, is it's always important, but I think it's kind of evidenced itself in how important it is with the last year plus in the pandemic that we've been going through. And there's just been a lot of hard times and, you know, it's hard enough to lean on people when you're used to being independent or, you know, um, fending for yourself. And I think, um, You know, things kind of being in quarantine, people being in quarantine and social distancing and all of this stuff has made it even harder for people in our community to connect, um, to lean on each other um, in a time of need. And I think um, staying connected and recognizing needs and kind of demonstrating that, you know we still need to do this for each other is uh is needed.
0: Well, okay, Dr. Bree, you are in the medical field. Um what did you see like this past year with COVID? Um I'm in I mean that in um I don't know if I even mean that in the most medical sense. Right. Like you Like a broad know what I mean? helicopter
1: Viewpoint, yeah, like yeah,
0: like <laughs> what people,
1: what what was going on with the people? I think, um, you know, I I have well, I'm gonna rewind a little bit because I kind of skipped over um, the nonprofit when I was introducing myself and got a little sidetracked, but um, I won't reintroduce my name, but um, I. Co-founded Water City Care Mission in the very beginning of 2020, before we even knew what COVID was, before it hit us. Um, I went with the name Water City Care Mission um, because I didn't want to be boxed into only a clinic. If we wanted to expand on services that we provided, or you know, um, end up doing something else, so. Under the umbrella of Water City Care Mission, our first program is St. Anne's Clinic, which is a hybrid charitable clinic, and that's kind of a new term. Um, it started out with the idea of being a free clinic with um, the intention of serving people with no insurance or people who were underinsured, meaning you had a high deductible plan that you couldn't even afford to use, so you wouldn't get health care otherwise if you mm. could not afford it. And... I started noticing that a good number of people who were coming to me already had insurance, mainly Medicaid, BadgerCare, Medicare, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, if I don't get reimbursed from the services I provide you with, because I'm not going to tell you you can't come here, I'm still going to see you if this is where you are going to access care, Um, but if I don't get reimbursed, taxpayers don't get a refund on that. And if we do get reimbursed, that could be our financial sustainability. So we then changed our model to hybrid charitable, which means that if someone has insurance like Medicaid, Badger Care, Medicare, or even commercial insurance, and they choose to come to us for their health care, we will um, get that reimbursement and At the same time, if someone has no insurance or can't afford to use their insurance, we'll still provide the same quality care for them without billing them. Um, So charitable, being true to our mission, and um, at the same time, one thing that I think is really neat about this model is that it allows someone who, you know, say um, a single mom on Medicaid wants to help her community, help others in need, but she might not have the resources to do what she feels like she would do otherwise to help someone. Right By her coming to St. Ann's Clinic and allowing us to serve her and get reimbursed from her insurance financially allows us to take care of her and one other person who's uninsured for free of charge. That's amazing. Without... Um, taking anything away from our bottom line. Okay. Before you dig too
0: deep into this, because I really, I've got a lot of questions.
1: And I didn't get back to the other uh, question about COVID and what we saw. So I wanted to um, outline that a little bit before I answered that question. Absolutely. So I definitely feel like the pandemic that we're living in right now is a pandemic of loneliness. And that is the the God's honest truth.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Um, I have seen more people, um, suffering with addiction, overdose, depression, other mental illnesses that are causing way more hurt and pain than a virus. Yes. And not to get political or one side or the other, but that is what I have seen with the people that I care for. No,
0: uh, I I don't think there's anything political about that. I mean, it's just the God honest truth. Um, it's with the population I work with, that was one of our biggest fears was our veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, some having some mental health challenges, um, being in isolation is like the worst you're in your own head. And, and a lot of the, um, mental health care that was available and um, shout out to our mental health care workers out there. Um, But a lot of it was telehealth. Yeah. And I don't know. um, I don't want to knock telehealth because having something is better than having nothing, but it's, it's not the same.
1: It's not the same. And just like any other, you know, intervention or treatment, it's going to be great for some people and, not great for other people, Yes, you know? Yes. Um, for someone who's well-connected and tech-savvy and has social anxiety, they're much more comfortable having a follow-up visit from their living room on their smartphone. But say someone who's got, you know, schizoaffective or bipolar disorder and they're a homeless vet who has to find somewhere to go and sit to use Wi-Fi to follow through with his telehealth visit. Right. But everywhere that he might be able to go, like the library or somewhere else, it's closed. Is closed, yes. And it's freezing cold outside. So what are you going to do, sit in the parking lot? And he's homeless and he doesn't have a car. So, right. so what exactly do you want that person to do to access care? Do you
0: even have a phone?
1: Sometimes they have a phone. Sometimes they don't. It depends on the person. Right. And then does that phone have minutes? Right. And then were you able to be somewhere where you were able to charge your phone? It's a lot of things that... We take for granted right. that impacts someone accessing care, and then not to get too deep into things, but um, you know, say this individual misses their telehealth appointment for follow-up routine follow-up because of one of those factors or another, and now their um, medication refills are held hostage until they follow up. Mm. So now they're not getting their medications, Bruh. and um can think of the sequelae of it, It's of that. Like it just rolls punished. downhill. They're being punished for something that's out of their control.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no one asked for this. Right. No one asked for it. And um, But that being said, precautions had to be took too.
1: Right, yeah. And definitely in the beginning, I understand. We didn't know what we were dealing with. And as we started to see things unfold, I think we, you know, So the ripple effect is uh, causing more pain than the first drop.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I won't make you dig in on that. (laughs) Okay. So um, that rolls us into our last word. And you are starting to get into this a little bit. And I think this is, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, I think it's like we all need it, and but it means so many different things to so many different people, and uh, that is health care. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what comes to mind when I say healthcare?
1: care? So I, what I believe is that we should all have access to health care that best suits us. And and just like telehealth isn't a one size fits all save the world answer, right? Access to healthcare also is not because healthcare at one place is different than healthcare at another place and most places are honestly sick care where yeah. you get care when you're sick and yeah. not so much when you're healthy.
0: Um but but is that is that the is that not is that the medical facilities thing, or is that the people? Because I mean, I got a bunch of people, and I mean, uh, let's be honest, men—we're horrible at that. Like, we're not going in until we're men basically are horrible. Bo- I
1: will agree with you one 100- hundred.
0: No, I'm, <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to the doctor unless there is something
1: that's exactly seriously see, wrong. I'll see someone on my schedule. To, you know, thirty-eight year old male, blah blah blah, and. Um, I'm like, well, either his mom said he had to come in, (laughs) his girlfriend said he had to come in, or he's really got something wrong. (laughs) No, I (laughs) guess. Facts. What what my approach is, and uh, the approach that I take when working with people is, you know, you could, all I know is what you tell me. I'm not researching you on online and seeing what your background was or whatever to see what I think you need. All I know is what you tell me when you come in. And there's a lot of um, different factors that are individual to people that impact their choices and their health outcomes. And what I like to do and what I think is the best thing for me to do that I can do for my patients is to give you honest information and let you make the decision that is best for you. I mean it's different like if you know if you come in with chest pain and you're ready to pass out I'm not going to be like let me talk to you about the <laughs> pathophysiology but... for the next hour then then I you know then I'm I'm trumping you and calling 911 yes but um, you know when it comes to other things I don't want you I don't want someone to take a blood pressure medication just because I said it was the right thing to do I want someone to understand why their blood pressure is high what they can do to not have it high whether it's you know lifestyle changes alone and or medication and what the down the road implications are of taking the medication and not taking the medication and then they make the decision is this something that is the right thing or not the right thing for me
0: that's a really different approach in a lot of ways i uh, think
1: that you know being a nurse practitioner um I think that we are a little more holistic and patient centered just in our training.
0: And and I only say that is because, you know, um I know sometimes the doctor's just like, uh, you need this, so I'm just gonna subscribe that it'll be waiting for you at Walgreens <laughs> And I'm like, Okay.
1: <laughs> and a quick shout out to physicians because we're not haters. <laughs> oh, no, no, no,
0: definitely I got a fantastic doctor and uh, he's my man. You know, I I can talk to him about anything, but I mean, I'm just saying sometimes, you know, it's just kind of like the
1: beast of the system is yeah.
0: what it comes down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he, the great thing is um, when I do have my appointments with him, he takes the time to talk me through things um, and lets me understand not just the things, but the system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he explains like, and, yeah, you know, I would think about this, but, you know, just so you know, uh, your insurance may not cover this mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I think that is awesome because, I mean, you know, um, I definitely want to do the things that are um, in my best benefit health wise. But I, I, I also don't want to uh, rack up like 30, 30 grand in medical bill for something that might not have been, you know, I might not have been at that point yet. Right.
1: right. Something
0: I could have prevent, I could have done some preventative things on my own to keep it from the next step.
1: Yeah. And I, I think especially, you know, a lot of that was um, coming into light with the craziness of 2020 and you know, 2020 when everything is in perspective, there was light that was shined on a lot of things for people and um We'll leave it at that, but, <laughs> 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 but you know, health-wise and bill-wise and yeah, we're, you know, are you going to, what, something that you might've done or people might've done routinely without thinking about it. Now we're going to think twice about it because, oh wait, you know, All right. what, what if we're in this position again with this pandemic or things just aren't as for sure and guaranteed as maybe we thought they were before.
0: Yeah. I do worry about that. It's something I've thought about. Like, uh, you know, we, I think we are, we're so focused on getting past this. um, But what if, you know, there's things happen. There's setbacks sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and what if we had a setback? I don't know if America could stomach a setback at this point. You know, We've, we've got this mental focus on, we're 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 getting out of this one yeah, way or the other. Back to normal. Yeah, we're we're getting back to normal, <laughs> you know. And you know, there's a lot of people who already are back to normal. <laughs> uh, as well, far as tell how you they're that for going, a lot,
1: nurses have been washing their hands before it was cool. So yes, that's our normal.
0: That's your normal. <laughs> so so there was nothing about COVID that all of a sudden nurses well. had to start washing their hands.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it it definitely threw a wrench in the tire, but. There were some things that we were already used to. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right. Um, We're going to move into the next segment. And the next segment is the Naughty slash Heroes Corner. So it just gives you an opportunity to to nominate somebody to Naughty or the Heroes Corner. And um, it doesn't have to be a person. It can be an
1: organization. It can
0: be anything you want it to be. I
1: will choose an organization. And um, I am nominating the heroes who are day-by-day warming shelter. And, well, I mean, I knew that they were heroes before, but now with where St. Anne's Clinic is, we are in the same building as the warming shelter, and I've really got to witness um, the compassionate care that they provide to those in our community who are living on the margins. And it's, you know... It's beautiful, and they, I mean, not that they are doing it for the recognition, but they, they inspire me.
0: They do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they they really do do amazing things. And um, I'd like to encourage us all to maybe figure out a way that we can get involved or assist assist that effort in some kind of way, because uh, we, we we have a population here in Oshkosh that, Need some help. You mm-hmm. know, and this is the kosh.
1: Yeah, and you know, talk about the pandemic of loneliness and and when you when you were already lonely and kind of feeling like you're at the bottom of the barrel already and then something like this hits and it's like when you thought things couldn't be worse and they suddenly are. Right. Yeah. I couldn't even
0: what that has to be the worst, right? You're already just trying to make it. You're mm-hmm. just trying to survive and then pandemic hit and a lot of resources that you may have been utilizing to survive may not have been accessible. Right. That's, that sucks. Okay. Well, big shout out to the warming shelter. Uh, If anyone from the uh, warming shelter is listening to the cash, I would love, love, love to have somebody from the warming shelter on here. So uh, please reach out. If Um, you
1: reach out within the next seven days, you will win a six pack of my favorite sour ale.
0: Oh, and wait! You done not it now, so it's official. <laughs> it's official. It's official. All right. Seven somebody, days from the air date. <laughs> seven days from the air date. Somebody from the warming shelter, come do your, uh, come come do an interview here on the cash, and uh, there is a six pack of sour ale Keeps waiting for high. you, <laughs> bro. <Bruh. laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is fantastic. I love it. All right. So we're going to go into the topic of the week and we started already getting into it. Um, But I I want to go. I want to give the cash listeners an opportunity to just understand. Okay, so we talked about there's the Water City Care Mission and then there's the St. Anne's Clinic. And I understood a little bit about. The water city care mission, but I'm going to ask you to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about that or to re explain that, maybe just a touch more. And then the St. Anne's Clinic is what we would call the free clinic Mm -hmm. in Oshkosh, correct? Correct. And that is located?
1: At 449 High Avenue. We're in the same building as Day by Day Warming Shelter. Okay. So it's that's. And I will another shout out to Most Blessed Sacrament Parish, which is my church for generously donating the space that we are in for free. What? Free. For free, yep. F-R-E-E. That's how it's spelled. Yes. All (laughs) right. Shout
0: out to them. That's amazing. Okay. Um, So um, let's go back to the Water City Care Mission, and how does that fit? once again, with the St. Ann Clinic.
1: Okay, so the Water City Care Mission is the umbrella nonprofit organization that we founded. And St. Anne's Clinic is the organization's first program. Okay. So we hope down the road to grow and be able to do more okay. to meet the, need, you know, access to care needs. Because sometimes it's not, we're not helping someone specifically that needs something that we can provide. But sometimes when people aren't connected into the confusing, tangled mess of modern healthcare, <laughs> it's really hard to get started. And sometimes we're just, you know, pointing them in the right direction or holding their hand through the first few steps or, you know, just kind of being or being an additional resource um, okay. to help them get connected. So and in some you know sometimes it's healthcare sometimes it's other social services that they need to be connected with and sometimes it is healthcare that we can provide that um, we're doing that so so yes yeah, Water City Care Mission is the umbrella and um, Saint Anne's Clinic is the first program that we have started and that is our free or otherwise uh, updated model of hybrid charitable. <laughs> but free if you need it
0: (laughs) yeah hybrid charitable charitable I I really like that terminology because I mean some people may have just just some enough health care and therefore
1: and then there's the other thing too there's a lot of um proud people in Oshkosh Uh, damn right and (laughs) say that you know you don't have a lot of resources you have enough for what you got right now but you might be a little bit too proud to go to a free clinic because you think that that might just be for just the people at the warming shelter or just the people who have nothing and you don't want to take away from what someone else could use who needs it more than you because people in Oshkosh are kind and they think about other people. So I think that changing the name of the model to hybrid charitable helps to let people know that we're here for everyone, you know, those who are stuck at the bottom trying to climb their way up and those who are in the middle of the barrel, you know, floating comfortably most of the time but still might need something, and everyone else who maybe isn't, you know, lacking for anything, but by them coming to us, they're helping us to to be able to serve those who don't have anything.
0: You make such a good point with words because words matter so Mm -hmm. the words utilized to describe matter and how people are going to perceive so I think I think that's such a good point um when are you when when is the clinic of open
1: so um right now we are only open two days a week um Tuesdays from well I'll say noon to 4. We do have extended hours on Tuesdays that are dedicated to people staying at the warming shelter just so they don't have to, they know that they can always come in at those times. But general hours on Tuesdays are noon to 4, and then Saturdays are 10 to 2. And we are very new, and as we grow, because we are growing, we will expand our hours just as we have the resources, you know, people-wise, money-wise, and are able to, you know, provide care the best that we can. We don't want to just open and just be winging it all the time, you know? Right.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there any programming that you, um, under, under um, Water City Care Mission, is there another step that you kind of, you're thinking about at this point, or you know a direction you want to go into? Um.
1: So, yes, I have lots of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) And I will wait for God to show me what he's got planned next because, honestly, if I follow his plan, it's going to work a lot better than if I spin my wheels trying to say, all right, this is what we're going to do. And if he's not on board, it's not going to work anyway. So, um, you know, in helping the the people that we have been taking care of, it's been pretty eye-opening to see, you know, right in front of you what the needs are, like, yeah, we can take a step back and look at, um, okay, Christine Ann Center is providing these services, but are they meeting the need? How are we evaluating if the the need is being met? Um, we know that human trafficking is not nearly spoken about enough, and we know that we have Damascus Road, who's a nonprofit in Oshkosh who's helping Victims of human trafficking, but you know what are what are their limitations? Um, how are we knowing if um, they're making a difference? Can we work together? So I think um, you know collaboration, um, not recreating the wheel, but then also complementing um, efforts to to really look at the outcomes and. Um, how can we measure what is being done instead of just looking at measuring what we're doing to try to solve them, if that makes sense. Because who cares how many hours of volunteer work I do if the problem isn't being impacted. Right. So I don't want to come right out and say that, you know, our next um, program is going to be domestic violence shelters or a food pantry or fill in the blank with, how to help people with services. Um, but yeah, we'll do something else down the road (laughs) that's helping. Um, I don't know exactly what is going to be next as you know, we're still putting a lot into the clinic to get that completely off the ground, um, seamlessly, but, but the answer is yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Awesome. Um, I think, uh, I think there's going to be, I think some cash listeners are going to know that um, this exists. And I think there's going to be a number who don't, Um, but I think they'll, it's the cash. So I I just believe in, in our community. I think there's going to be some people who are going to be interested in trying to help. Um, How can they help if they want to help? Um, What, what can they do?
1: So at the clinic right now, um, If people are interested in volunteering, we actually do have a link to a volunteer application on our website, which is watercitycaremission.org. You know, we could use help with everything from mopping the floors to painting to, you know, being a receptionist sitting at the desk and greeting our patients as they come in to, um, you know, nurses, medical assistants, physicians, He said everything. And uh, if you're blessed financially and want to help that way, we are a registered um, 501c3 that gratefully accepts donations. Donations can be made on our website, on our Facebook page, um, or sent directly to the clinic, which is 449 High Avenue in Oshkosh, 54901.
0: Okay. Um, What I'll do is um, I'll make sure that in the... um, podcast notes we will we will put a link um to to this information all right
1: all right is there anything else uh you'd like to add not that i can think of right now (laughs) all right fair enough fair enough
0: all right i think hey i i feel good about this like um thank you you know this was um when i heard we had this clinic um I was so curious. Um, Did you know
1: that it was me when you I, heard about it?
0: I found out it was you. <laughs> 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 I found out it was you. And then I was like, oh, okay. Uh, we definitely going to call Bree. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a conversation about this. And um, we're going to tell the rest of the cash that um, this exists. And um, how can we help? And not just that on the level of how can we personally help, but those who need help, we've got a place that we can refer people to. And I think knowing your resources is so important. Mm
1: -hmm. So true.
0: um, I just think this is super cool. So, all right, we're, we're getting towards the end and we're getting ready to start wrapping some things up. So we are at the point where, um, just so you guys know, I tell you all the time, we at the kosh this is a work in progress we appreciate you thank you for all of the um emails uh messages facebook messages uh however you choose to reach out i read everything i respond to everything personally um i appreciate all of you who take the time to listen um it means a lot um i hope that you are that you that you're enjoying the show um that being said, if you do have anything you would like to send, please, please, please feel free to email us at askthekash at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekash at gmail.com. And I have recently started a Twitter account for The Kosh. Uh, Or no, 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 no. Not a Twitter account. Uh, an Instagram account. Yes, I don't know what I would do with a Twitter account. Uh, that is an Instagram account. And I'm not even quite sure what I'm going to put on that yet. But we're going to do something. Well, I, look the cool, the cool kids told me I was supposed to have one, so therefore,
1: well, I got a thirteen year old that can talk you through this if you need any help. Oh well, you know, <laughs> you know, will she work for cupcakes? Because you know, <laughs> the wife the wife
0: bakes well. <laughs> All right. So, um, that being said, we are at the spot in the show. Um, this is my favorite spot in the show. It is shout-out time. So, Bree, who, who would you like to shout-out?
1: My mom, just for being an awesome mom. That's awesome. Okay. Um, well, we said a day-by-day shelter, most blessed sacrament parish, um, the college of nursing at UWO, because without... The degrees that I earned there, I wouldn't be where I am today. And they are also uh, helping me out, too, with supplying uh, nursing students who are doing their clinicals, which is a big help on both ends.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. All right. I would like to send a shout out to the old school Fieldcrest Cannon crew. So all of you out there who used to work at Fieldcrest Cannon back in the day, uh, under particularly under my management, um, appreciate y'all. Uh, those were amazing times. Uh, retail is not typically fun, but every once in a while you find a way.
1: <laughs> it was an amazing time. <laughs>
0: in in a crazy time. So that's in that's all I got to say about that. Bro. <laughs> all right. All right. So, we're going to start wrapping things up here. Uh Bree, this do you have any parting
1: words of
0: wisdom for us?
1: Sure. Um when you're thinking about others in your community, it's really easy to focus on what makes people different than you. But if you can find at least one thing that you have in common, then you can figure out what makes them us.
0: That's deep. I'm feeling that. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. It was a, fun. It was a good time, right? Thanks for inviting me. Hey, thank you for coming and sharing. Um, to all those out there, the cash.